let's start off with a joke, right? Let's start. We love jokes. <laughs> we love a positive note. Well, uh, keep it light. Keep so, it light. I'm scrolling through TikTok as one does, right? If you haven't checked out our TikTok, go check it out. Until four eyes. But TikTok's very educational. There's a lot of like extra stuff on TikTok, but there there's also certain things that you know you pick up on. So one thing that I picked up on was um, I think this nurse was like a school nurse was talking about some person got hurt during playing tag, right? But instead, the person didn't say tag. So and the whole thing was, what is what does tag stand for? Does it, do any of you guys know what tag stands for? Like we've played tag as a kid. Do you, you tag and like you tag someone tag you're it, but do we know what it stands for? That's really I actually saw this TikTok, so I know. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, so it stands for touch and go, touch and go. I didn't even. I didn't know. So obvious. You touch the person and then you go you dip i'm out so that that's that was my I, I i saw that and i was like what i went 20 years of my life without knowing that that's what it meant that was just mind-blowing to me you know uh, honestly yeah that's ridiculous guys as a little kid you don't realize like it's the little things in life that you don't realize right like tag it's such a, it's such like a short thing but you don't actually realize how amazing it was in your lifetime you know what i mean like even the simple meaning behind it is crazy like i that's a i learned something new today thank you robin <laughs> welcome speaking of that welcome back to the two for eyes podcast where we document the rise and start of winnipeg's talent and personalities welcome to our first audio only experience if you're listening on the umfm radio good morning to you and if you're joining us on spotify or itunes or apple podcasts Thank you so much for your support. We appreciate everything that you're doing for us. It's weird. It's weird sitting here in my room or actually in the studio alone because, you know, we usually have a whole setup of lights, camera, action, and we have a full production team where Matt, producer Matt, um, and our director, Rithik, is behind the cameras. But, you know, it feels a little weird sitting down in this room by myself and there's, there's nothing to talk about. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just here talking to the boys on Zoom. So... Yeah, I definitely miss the studio. Love seeing how we went from an empty studio to like where we are now. It's crazy because we we started in what I don't even like 2019. We started in 2019, but it was in the it was took eight months to develop where we are right now. Actually, longer than that. Um, but seeing how we were first trying to figure out the cameras in in our first studio to having a full. <laughs> crazy production is absolutely insane man i can't get over the fact we've just done a lot of adapting adapting through situations whether that be certain cameras not working or even like some covid situation right we didn't know covid was going to come in 2018 or 2019 when we started this we were just four youthful men trying to trying to make some content right and then all of a sudden life <laughs> takes a quick 180 and he's like, hey, now everyone's staying at home. So that, 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 and then we've, we've been able to adapt to that, which is, which is, I think, one of, one of a great quality any business or anyone should have. It's developing and uh, it's in true times of uncertainty that truly define a man. And not even a man, a person, right, is where your character is built, is where through the hardship of life you learn the deepest lessons. So I think like, adapting to change uh 
overcoming obstacles is, is, is one of the most important aspects you got to have in order to even not succeed, but like face life in general. You know what I mean? It's a good lesson. It's a good lesson to have. But Rita, Rita, you're, you're, you're not like new to the idea of adapting. Like take your YouTube channel, for example. Like let, let, let's talk, you don't, you don't have to go into complete detail, but let's talk about how you started off with no idea where that could lead you and then slowly and surely you adapted to where you are now so what was that process it's it's a progress it takes time to understand how things work what what works and what doesn't work and eventually you learn as you grow you build more connection with other people that are in the business and you learn it's like it's a big experiment in life it's just like experiment see what works and what doesn't work and that's i think that's what covid is right now too it's just a big experiment to see what works to help uh, curb the curve in Manitoba and even in Canada as cases are going up as we're seeing a lot of business businesses actually closing because of COVID right now. Do you think that leadership plays a role in that? Like how, how society is follow following, for example, politicians or anything? I mean, I think there's two sides to that. There's people that don't believe in the government and there's people that are following the government uh, recommendations as we can see the protest people are not happy about the restriction that they put in and while there's some people on social media that are very angry that the government's not doing enough yet so definitely leadership is a part you know, of we can we can sit behind cameras or screens it's easier to sit behind a screen and tweet out hey uh premier of manitoba you're not doing a good job of leading this or province into following the right guidelines and it's one thing to actually be in that situation being in someone else's shoes and actually leading and and seeing what's best for the whole people in general right and, and speaking of like the protester i i don't understand why like, they're they're protesting masks is it's there to help you like people just started uh start disobeying the rules that we had set in place like all we had to do we were sitting at one case we were sitting at one case. We just had to stay in our house for another two, two, three days. And hopefully that would have been gone. You know, like we wouldn't have had zero cases. We would have been fine. And we could have, we could have seen what normal was back again. Right. Yeah. I can agree to that. Um, I think uh, there was something on Reddit. I actually read today. I'm going to put it into the group chat. Um, I don't know if you guys heard about it, but New York has a 3.0 positivity rate. And as effective tomorrow, they're shutting down their schools. But if we look at Manitoba, we have a 13 point something positivity rate and we're keeping schools open. Does, is our leadership like in our government, are they doing enough now? But keep in mind, not all of those cases are coming from schools, right? Like all the positive. The thing is they don't know where the transmission is. Yeah, they can That's be transmitted. They can be transmitting. They could be have an asymptomatic person in school, even a teacher. Yeah, they're, they're considered. Sorry, what were you going to say? Uh, there was a post on um, Instagram that was going like on everyone's story that like the teachers, a, uh, it was like a person, a teacher who has a symptomatic person in their household can still go to work and doesn't need to quarantine or do, do their, um, doesn't need to quarantine for oh, whatever time period. Like they're still able to work as long as really? they have to wear their N95 or something like that, but they but they're, they're, still, they're still going. They're considered uh, essential workers where they don't have to quarantine or anything like that. 
which is scary because they could be asymptomatic and yeah, yeah, yeah. go to hundreds of kids per day. I, I definitely want to like, I, I want to know and even go explore and talk to like people about how they're actually dealing with this situation. You know, like in schools, like how much of a impact it has on child, like you go to see like, imagine when we were in high school, right? The teachers would sit us apart. But from from far, we'd be like cracking jokes, you know, like hey, there was no separation. There wasn't, there were, you couldn't, you can't separate best friends. They'll find some sort of way to communicate. So I, I'm just trying to figure out how it is for those little five-year-old kids that are going to school and they're in kindergarten and they're divided into these cohorts and they're told to wash your hands every like 30 minutes and stay six feet apart. Is that really happening in our situation? Like, I isn't, isn't it just better to go online and actually find alternative ways for these students to learn like university is right um that's just my take on it like i like to stay home I, i'm comfortable in my environment but like i just i don't understand sometimes the leadership that we have in this province i mean it, it's good we have our ups and downs and i think that's what leadership is about but do you, do you think do you think do you think they know like do you think that the children who are going to, to the school, do they actually know? Because to be honest, I don't actually know. There's There's been so much, you know, pot, there's so, so much news that's being spread. And like, so at first they said masks weren't effective. And then the WHA or uh, not W, yeah, like who WHO. or WHO, yeah, they came WHO. out and was like, hey, masks actually are effective, but it depends on what type of mask you're wearing. And now there's a whole like misinformation and do you think that information is being passed on to these children who are just going to school and who last year were chilling with their friends outside playing soccer who didn't have to worry about staying six feet apart or whatever, wearing a mask, but now all of a sudden they're told. And as kids, you're like, you're curious. You're like, why, why, what, how come? I see people on the street, they're, they're not doing it. They're holding signs and they're, they're hugging each other. What about me, right? So it, do you think they know? Do you think... Do you think the information is being passed on effectively? Oh man. <laughs> um, well, yeah. I mean, I bet I'm thinking that the kids are mainly just taking on the position of their parents. Like whatever their parents are thinking is what the kids end up thinking. Like at those at the anti-mask rallies, how there's kids there, and you know, I, I'm thinking that kids, you know, usually aren't um like mature enough to make a decision like that it's just their parents that was bringing into um things like that and kind of instilling their beliefs in their children and so i mean yeah i guess it would just completely depend on what the parents are telling their kids you know i, I definitely agree with that like leadership you got to lead by example and people will follow right and as little kids you don't have uh, you don't have the processing mind you haven't it's not developed yet to make your own decisions right how do you know the difference between bad and good? How do you know the difference between wrong and right, right? It's what your environment has taught you. It's from learned experiences, from leadership. And I think parents definitely play a, play a big role in that, right? And it's, a bit, it's about leading a generation of its kids. So obviously, if they see, they see anti-mask parade, what if it, it's just like these parents, they, uh, I think, and I'm not saying like kids can't make their own choices. Uh, there's definitely very bright kids out there that, that have very matured minds that they can make their own decisions based on what they've experienced. And I think leadership definitely plays a big role. Like you got to lead by example and set an example for people to follow you. Right. Um, and I think that's like by staying at home, 
people are going to be like, oh, that kid's staying at home. I'll stay at home. It's just, it's the chain of like, help one person, tell that person to help two people, tell those two people to help another. The whole world's helping itself, right? So I think that's what comes down to. But now, it, looking at it from the opposing side, the economy, like there's people who say, yo, COVID's bad for economy. I don't care about COVID. I want the economy back up. I need the small businesses, take small business, these big corporations like Amazon, Walmart, they're going to be fine, right? Because people are still going to buy from them. But the local, the local, let's say food um, market or something that, that a family built and is using money to feed their own family to them, they need money. How, how else are they going to get money? The government did somewhat of a compensation, but again, that's, that's not, as enough to put food on these people's plates. And some people it's literally like, I need this paycheck for my, for my family. I need to feed my family, right? So that's their side of the thing. So there needs to be a balance somewhere. There needs to be something. It's definitely like, I 100% agree with that, right? It's an ever changing, it's a dynamic world we live in. It's always changing, right? There's not, there's not one day the world's not uh, changing. Even every five seconds, there's a new, new news that's coming out every five seconds. So I think the ability to adapt in this environment and actually learn, use your experiences, use the knowledge you already have from customer relation in person, find a way. And it, it's easier said than done, but there's, there's always opportunity for those who are willing to create one, right? And I'm just get, quoting Mike Malek here from Impulsive, but... It's a great quote, like every situation in life presents an opportunity, go out and make your own opportunity, right? Like we, we could have easily stopped recording podcasts, but we found a way. And yes, we faced some challenges along the way, but we're learning to adapt. And I think having a skill definitely in 2020, it's a big factor to someone's success. And yes, small businesses are struggling, but I think, I don't it, know. It, it's definitely circumstantial for sure. Like it, yeah. what, if it comes down to like, hey, I need to feed my kids. I need to feed my kids. I 100% like doubt that some parents can be like, yo, let's stop this. If it comes down to the survival and wellness of your own family, like think about it for yourself. You would do anything for your own families, right? So if it's any like, and I'm definitely looking at the extremes, like an outlier, but that's definitely a, a player in this situation as well, right? Yes, we, it's a, it's a world we live in right now, right? Like it's, Yes, you got to put food on the table. Um, and I think there's definitely, like, there's definitely ways, like, um, and I'm not trying to be, like, know-it-all, but I don't know it all. I don't know all the answers, right? If I did, I would provide them. <laughs> but I, I don't know the answers, but I do know, like, yes, family, 100%. You got to family over everything. Family over everything. And I think it, it, it's certain situations you're put in that test you. And like, think about it this way. You hit rock bottom. What did you do? Right? We talked about it. What's your why? If your family is your why, you'll find a why and you'll find a way to create an opportunity to be some sort of income success, you know, but I, I definitely, I definitely think environments and definitely the situation's not easy. You have big players like Amazon, Ikea, Walmart, they're all going to strive. Certain things are here today and gone tomorrow, right? Like not everything is here forever although we would love it to be and and i'm I'm taking an example like from certain like look at the industrial revolution which was a while ago right like a long time ago and all the machines like think about when we were kids 
right? 2000, 2001, 2005, we were just chilling. We didn't have that much technology. I'm sure the people who are older listening to this, I'm like, yo, compared to, compared to you guys, you guys had a lot. But if we look at the kids now, they've got, they've got a lot more, right? So it's definitely always changing. And I think this pandemic did do a good job in showing people that, hey, maybe what you're doing right now is working, but it may not in the future. And it's a good way to look around that and see what else, just in case, like if something goes wrong, are you prepared? Especially for, like for, I'm just going to say for these small businesses right now, they have to learn how to adapt. And some of these places are learning how to do curbside pickup or increasing their uh, logistics so they can ship out faster, just like Amazon. It's learn about adapting what is happening to currently right now. And you have to learn from that. Well said, right? Like we have these small businesses. Yeah. Do curbside pickup. There's delivery. Um, and that's just for restaurants, right? Like there's retail, small retailers. It's how you do it, right? Like I, I, it's adapting that the world ever adapting. You got to learn. And I think the person who can set themselves apart and learn that chain of adaptation is going to be potential leader, potential business owner, CEO, whatever you want to be in life. I think that step, one step of the staircase is adaptation. And I think you got to learn that. Okay. I'm just going to talk about this real quick because I work in a restaurant right now as food is only takeout right now or delivery. Like as for this restaurant I work at, it's not that big. It's, it's like well-known, but not where we're making thousands and thousands of dollars per day. Mm -hmm. But tomorrow I'm actually like tomorrow, I'm going to be going to go throughout the waste, all the food that's gone bad. We just can't keep open. Even with the delivery and takeout, we can't keep it because the cost, the expensive cost just to run that store that day is going to put us even worse because if for delivery, we'll probably make only 10, 20 people, customers, and that's not enough to pay for the rent, water, electricity, anything. So I feel like it right now for a lot of restaurants and businesses, they just can't keep open because people aren't buying right now. Some, a lot of people actually are trying to save money because they don't know what's going to happen. Maybe in a few more years, the prices of like milk might be 10 bucks, 12 bucks. It might be, right? Like who yeah, knows that, what's going to happen. That's definitely after. possible. And then, and then that leads to work, like the places laying off people. Like I know a couple of people who got laid off from work yeah, just because they can't stay open. So now how do those people get money to, to for themselves? And especially if that's like your full-time job or something, how do you put money on the table then? And then that's why people yeah. say, get the economy going because we need money. So there's a whole left and right side of what do we do? And then who do we look to? People aren't healthy. The economy's not going to be healthy. And I, think, I think prioritizing what's more important, having everything normal, quote unquote, won't be perfect either because look at the, look at the hospital situation, right? They're overpopulating or they don't, got, they don't have enough room. The healthcare system's close to its max. And so, so we have to prioritize what is more important. And that's where conflicting interests come in and be like, no, this is more important for me. But what about for the collective or, you know, that's where, that's where I think the real difference lies. I think as a collective and looking at the bigger picture, um, there is definitely hope, right? It's as cliche as it sounds, there's definitely a light at the end of the tunnel. It may not be visible, but there, that, there definitely is. There's got a way out and we have two vaccines that, one has tested 90% effective, the other one 95% effective. And they're, they're both saying they're going to make 1.5 billion doses by March, right? It's not the solution, but it's, it's a part of the solution. And I think everyone plays a big role in that too, right? Um, 
by doing your part, social distancing, staying to your family members only, I think that plays a very important role in how the situation plays out in Manitoba and I think the world in general. Like as a 20-year-old as a or about to become a 20-year-old, uh, I definitely want to go out. I want to socialize with my friends. But I think uh, a switch has got to flip and people are going to start realizing that their actions have impacts. And it's not only impacting them, but it's impacting the society as a whole. People aren't going to learn until one of their family or friends gets it and then realize it how serious it is. <clears throat> yeah, you, you don't understand how important it is till it affects you. It's good to point finger. Else. It's good to point a finger and be like, nah, it's you, it's you. But when, when you turn the finger around and point it at yourself, it's a whole different story. It's, that, it's, it's like the Drake lyric um, from Waving, Waving Flag. He says, look at other situations. Imagine if that happened to you. It's a different story. So, so we, you mentioned the, the vaccine. So now let's say vaccine is 100%, right? Ideally 100%. They're never 100%, but let's say ideally it's 100%. Now what's life look like after the vaccine? Do you think have you guys seen I Am Legend? What is it? That, that movie with Will Smith. I, I haven't seen it, but what happened? You guys haven't seen it? What happened? Um, so I could be wrong. I was actually just talking about this with my girlfriend yesterday. Um, I'm pretty sure how it starts is that like there's something like there's some type of uh, pandemic and the doctor says that they found the vaccine like, starts giving it to everyone but then it turns everyone into zombies <laughs> and then it's just like an apocalypse after that yeah, that's your so I was thinking what if that happens to us yeah what that's, if that that's, happens to us that we're thinking 2021 is going to be a great year what if that what if that's our 2021 hope not yeah <laughs> i really hope not <laughs> not what we need that's what we have the bags and uh hope has a spatial ready for mars you know <laughs> I, I saw a conspiracy theory that was like all these vaccines are just people or the government putting trackers in you do you think we're gonna need the vaccine I, like every year like a, like a flu shot i think so maybe think well so. i guess it just depends yeah because we get the flu shot every year because the flu like virus changes right every year yeah so i guess it would just depend if um covid changes i guess but again like they have to they're only test they've been testing for i want to say maybe six six months or maybe a little more but they like do do we really know what the long-term effects are right do we know what happens in five years do we know what happens in 10 years does does it have drastic effects and i'm sure the scientists do a very good job of you know, making sure that doesn't happen, but again, that's a, that's a question. <laughs> do, we, do we all turn into zombies within 10 years of taking that vaccine? And then this podcast is just a foreshadowing of it, and then they're going to blame us. They're going to blame, they're going to be like, yo, you guys knew it. Why don't you tell everyone? It's possible. I, I saw another TikTok um, of we talked about adapting, right? Like how university adapted from in-person to online. Do you think, it's not much for Winnipeg because we never have snow days here, but for, for like people <laughs> down, people down South who are, you know, kind of allergic quote unquote to the cold and who have, <laughs> who have snow days. Do you think when, when there's a snow day, they're just going to be like, all right, we'll just keep it going on zoom. And like, oh. they, they never have a snow day because 
you know, they've already there, or if anything goes wrong, like a building malfunctions, all right, no problem. We're just going to continue it going on Zoom or any other platform or whatever people are using. Even like uh, Skip the Dishes and Uber and all these places. I don't think they're going to return to the offices after the pandemic. Everything's going to be online. It's cheaper for the employee. People are getting cheaper. Yeah. Yeah. People are getting comfortable selling at home and doing their work. And you get your tax, you get money for it. Home office, tax money. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be a different world. It's going to be a different world. There'll be a new normal, right? It won't be, it won't be life before COVID. I think uh, the world's going to adapt, right? People are learning how to sit at home and work like, like you guys talked about. And that's a great point of bringing up that snow day, right? Like universities are learning to adapt. This is a new experiment for everyone, right? Like, yes, we can have snow days, but we can do it online, right? I I think there's going to, the outcome is definitely going to be not what everyone expected, right? Everyone's thinking, okay, we get our lives back, in-person classes, everything's back to normal. I can, I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. Realistically, I think for me, I know, like, think about me before COVID, I wasn't washing my hands frequently. Like, I'll be honest, like, you know what, like, it was, yes, I'll do it before eating, um, after the bathroom, you know what I mean? Like the crucial stuff, but it wasn't every like 15 minutes or 30 minutes to an hour, like, like they do at work. Like I literally have to do that at work. Um, but now, like, I think it, it turned me into like a germaphobe, like before I, before I would grab a handle and just go at it. Now I'm like, I got to pull out my sleeve or something, you know, like even at the gas station when I'm pumping gas, I, I didn't know there was a feature, um, you know, where you like go to wipe your windows. There's napkins there. I, you can pull out a napkin and actually use it. Like I never, everything has changed for me. Like, <laughs> I, I don't <laughs> Like my whole world is down. Like it's just yeah, you, you never wore a mask before this either. So let's say everything goes back to normal. Are we still required to wear masks? Or is that become a optional thing? Or what happens? Or like, are we still six feet apart? For me personally, I think I'm gonna wear a mask for a couple months after the vaccine too. Until I maybe a year. Because I feel like it's gonna take a couple of years before everyone gets vaccinated in Canada. And I think it'll probably be a two years until everything goes kind of back to normal. And honestly, in the winter, it's pretty good for keeping your face warm. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, that's a pretty solid plus. Yeah. should have thought of it's that become, before. It's a new asset to your outfits, to your whole uh, attire, right? Like, you feel naked without a mask now. Like, you leave the house, you be like, okay, wait, I got to grab my mask. But we don't got to make sure we get, we, we don't have to make sure the whole beard's lined up or... You know, just put oh, yeah. just put the mask on. It's covered. It's covered. You're not work if they ask for a clean shave. You don't need to have a clean shave. You're working with the beard. They're not gonna know. You know, it's so weird. Like, I don't know if you guys watch Simpsons, but the predictions they made for this stuff. Isn't that like? Isn't that kind of sus to you guys? Like, it's creepy. I, I've I've gone down the rabbit hole of watching. Um, Simpsons predictions and they they predict it like well in advance like five ten years in advance and it's just really weird like if it happens once okay sure maybe that's a coincidence twice okay fine you got lucky two times but it, it's happened more than like five ten times and multiple times big events too something about whoever the creator creator is is a time traveler 
switching gears here, we, we, we talked about adaptation. We talked about the world after COVID. Do you think people's view on leadership and how everything played out during these crazy times are going to change? Do you think people are going to question what the government hid or allows us to, like not conspiracy theories, but like, you know, just like the political views and just how people are going to view leadership in terms of how their actions played out during these times? I think so. Yeah, it will be. No, definitely. People are people are gonna know. Like even we look at some of the protests that take place. People realize that they have a voice, and how much their voice even like translates into reputable actions. Like take some of these petitions that at our university, you know, those are those actually made the administration question themselves or at least mention it so people people realize they have a voice and especially the younger generation like we we are the leaders we are the leaders like that's how we are going to grow older and some of us are going to become politicians others going to be other occupations or whatever but we and then we transfer those skills onto our kids it's going to be up to us as a collective i think i've said this quote like a hundred times was that loud i'm sorry i'm just getting all these like text messages (laughs) we be the change we want to see in the world and i think that's one of my favorite quotes ever. be the voice be the change take action because um, we all equally have a voice every one of us and i think together we can do crazy things you know and i feel like this year there's been way many more protests than last year people are actually realizing the voice actually affects. Maybe it's because people are at home and they've got things to think about and they actually realize, hey, maybe this is not how life should be or whatever else they're thinking. Let's stand together, which is a great, it's a great realization. It's a, it's a, it's because yeah, it is very easy to get wrapped up in, like your day-to-day life mm-hmm. that you don't like it's very it is very important to actually like set aside time and like put thought into like where you are what you're doing and everything you know like i, I think people <clears throat> especially with the time that we have right now i think they they've gotten a process of um like i was taught this at a very young age right your words have a major impact and you got to have a process in your mind of, okay, before I say this, does it actually make sense? And how is that going to affect the other person that's hearing this, right? Uh, I think people have gotten, since we're isolated, right? We don't have the time in our day-to-day lives. Like Matt said, we, we get caught up in this materialistic world where people, yeah, like we've these lies that like, you know, this is, this is what life should be like all this materialistic stuff, right? Um, we forget that processor, right? We forget, okay, what am I, what am I doing? My actions have an impact. And I think people, since they've been in isolation, they starting to come back and they're like, okay, but this is not how it's supposed to be. I was taught something different. Right. So I think that's very, that's like one of the coolest experiences that's come out of this COVID situation is that people, people uniting around the world, like they're coming together to support one another through the hard hardships of life. And I think that's very, very important. Did you guys see that video of uh, Arshiv sent me this? The the nurse. Um, it was on my story. 
man that was touching like i i, I literally almost cried i might have cried i might have shed a tear i might have it was, it was very it was very heartfelt it was about covid and how she's a nurse and she's saying like you can't be with your loved ones because they don't allow more than one person up to the if something goes wrong you're not allowed to go see your parent or your loved ones or whatever it may be and i was just like well that was a little that was a little sad you know a little sad like she really touched on the topic of time um and i, and I think the way she worded what she worded what she said um it's very impactful and people like it's one thing to actually watch a video and uh go about your daily life but something like an experience happens and like during these times it's hard right like imagine your family is across the world and you're somewhere else right it's, it's definitely hard to not be there um you're there emotionally virtually but physically there's a it's hard you know like it's it's uh that, that the way, brought the, what she said was beautiful and i think like for the right people uh that message hits home and it needs to hit home and it needs to make an impact in people's thoughts i think i think that brought up a good like topic about time like how valuable time is and sometimes time is the thing that most people just take for granted right um people say life is short and you know sometimes it is like i mean time your life is definitive but sometimes it feels short or sometimes it feels longer but it really does bring a question like how do you spend your time on a daily day and who you spend it with and how you prioritize that is 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 life short let's talk about like is life short do you think life is short life is definitely short right. why do you why do you think that let's talk, matt let's talk. i mean <laughs> Well, when you like looking back, it feels like, you know, like not that much time has passed between when you were, you know, like in elementary school and you're just, you know, like no responsibility, just, you know, just living stress-free. But then now all of a sudden, you know, it's just changed so much. And then, you know, it just keeps going at that rate. It's going to be no time at all before we're retired and living it up playing golf every day. <laughs> Retick life short? Is life short, Retick? I think so, yeah. I have to agree with Matt there. I feel like ever since high school finished, I feel like the last two years have went by so fast. Especially this year. has been It's been crazy, but yeah, for me, it's been pretty fast. So I feel like, yeah, life is short. I can, I can, I can agree. Um, it's definitely like the, the way you guys worded it. It's, it's definitely correct. Like time flies by. Uh, but to me, I think life is short, but uh, I think what you do with that time is, is what makes an impact on how the long, longevity of your life. Right. Um, it's, it's what you do with those 24 hours and this each second of the day that, that makes an impact on how your life is portrayed. Um, and like, there's a, you got to think about like, okay, what if I wasn't here anymore? What would my life or what would people's life, not life be, but like what impact would I leave on the world? That's how you determine the longevity of your life. And I think that I was just like, I just got to put it out there, but hundred percent agree. Life is short. Time flies by. Cannot agree more. Uh, the reason I bring it up, cause I, I, I stumbled across a quote that was like, a person learns to live 
a person learns they have two lives once they realize their first life is a, like, well, I messed it up. Never mind. <laughs> I will I will start by saying that life can be short. I, I used to, I, uh, there's days where I think life is super short. Like my life to these first 20 years has gone by so fast and the next 20 years are going to be even quicker. And then I'm going to be 40 and 60, 80 and then 100, then 120 and so on, you know. But then there's other times on a day, on a daily basis, <laughs> on a daily basis where I'm like, oh, like 24 hours is a lot of time for me to do a lot of things. And, you know, if, if I can just dabble into this once or do this here, then what is stopping me from absolutely doing everything and that life is actually much longer than we think it is. So I have these fluctuations between is life short, life long. That's, it, it depends. For me, it depends. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I completely agree with what you're saying. Like I actually just had one of those days uh, a couple of days ago. And I was like, man, like this day has gone on for so long. I still have so much day left. And it felt like I was just getting so many things done. And then there's days like today where I felt like I've done absolutely nothing. And all of a sudden it's almost 10 o'clock. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's just, it's just wild. Well, on that note, I think uh, speaking of time, time is very valuable. Uh, so I hope you guys have enjoyed the audio experience and the time with us. Uh, if you have, please make sure to like, um, click that follow button on the Spotify or the Apple podcast. Um, and stay, into, stay tuned for every Monday uploads um, and tune in at 101.5 on radio station at UMFM at 11.30 a.m. Until next time, I think, uh, I think it's time to say goodbye. Peace.